Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Thursday, everybody. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We will start today's show as we do each show with the three things we think you need to hear to be in the know. Give me three. You got it. It's the three. I'll need three things at 1203. They're going to be talking about three things. It's the magic number. Okay, so here's the And thing. here it is behind door number one. Um, here's a lady that sometimes does some really dumb things, but on occasion she might be able to speak with some experience. And in this case, it's Kelly Osborne talking about her friend Demi Lovato, and she's talking about Demi and addiction. Uh, let's have a listen. I can't speak. I, I, I will never speak on behalf of Demi because that wouldn't be right. I can only share about what I've been through and what I know from myself. And that is, relapse is one of the hardest things we face as an open addict who is, you know, gone through the program and, and turned their life around. But it's just, people need to know rehab doesn't fix you. It just helps you on, to get yourself on the right track. You're never fixed. You spend your whole entire life doing everything you can to never pick up and use again. So that was um, a piece of Kelly Osborne talking about something she knows firsthand, and that's addiction. And what I loved is that she's actually speaking responsibly for once, because often things that come out of her mouth make me wonder. That's a separate story. But on the subject she's of... her mother's daughter. Yeah, on the subject of... She's an Osborne. On the subject of battling drug and alcohol addiction and rehab specifically... This this was rather responsible. What what is so maddening though is that the way the Daily Mail reported this, they were like, um, Kelly Osborne claims good friend twenty five will never be cured of her addictions following shocking relapse. Oh, they took artistic liberties so with what they heard. They just wanted you to think like, oh, Kelly Osborne saying she's a hot mess and will never get help. No, what she was actually doing was saying the truth, which is. Just because you go to rehab uh, doesn't mean you can't relapse. And also relapse is just a fact of life for people uh, that are uh, alcoholics and addicts. Um, and it's something that everyone who is has experience with, whether it's not them, even if it's not themselves, God willing, um, you know, you know, people who have relapsed and that's just a part of the way it is. But And you never get fixed. So people will still say to me like, oh, well. You haven't had a drink for 15 years, you know, I mean. So you're all don't good, you think, right? Don't you think you could, like, have a cocktail or oh. two? But, look, that yeah. comes from a genuine place. Sure. Because for them, they think to themselves, well, if I gave something up for 15 years, that means I don't have a problem with it, right? But 
it's a lot more complicated. And so that's why it's important when the news media is reporting things that they're a little more responsible than trying to, you know, seem salacious and clickbaity. Right. Right. And sensationalize it and take artistic liberties with yes. it as they have been doing. Yes. Behind door number two, let's see what we've got. All right. The second thing we think you need to hear to be in the know today is uh, this little moment with Valerie Jarrett on The View. She's talking about Roseanne and that racist tweet that got Roseanne fired and the fact that Roseanne is going to be interviewed on television. This is uh, Valerie responding to that. Well, this story has really taken off and it's not going anywhere. Roseanne is actually going to be sitting with Sean Hannity, I believe, tomorrow to give her first television interview uh, (laughs) since this all happened. What do you hope she says? Less is more. Okay. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Because she has apologized. She apologized publicly. Did she apologize to you? For the profane video? I think it might have been. Look, as I said, I think there's just so many issues that are more important. I won't be watching. I hope you all won't be watching either. Yeah. Yeah. I should add that that other voice that you heard is uh, Sunny Hostin, who's one of the co-hosts of The View. She was, you know, all all the members of the panel were interviewing Valerie at that time. And um, a couple things. Uh, Number one, I realized I recognize... Two people at that table. Yeah, well, I mean, at this point, I literally had a moment last week where I was like, this show is literally right. still on the air. Right. In any case, uh, of what Valerie Jarrett said of Roseanne's interview with Sean Hannity, um, basically telling us she's not going to watch and she thinks that maybe we should all follow suit. Yeah, what? which I would assume that that's what Valerie Jarrett would say. I'm probably going to watch because... I like a good train wreck on occasion. Right. But, you know, she's the one that was the subject of Roseanne's like racist vitriol. So clearly she's probably not going to want to watch. And, you know, what I find really disturbing about the whole thing is that Roseanne, you know, politics aside, because you don't even need to get into the politics with this one. We're always so careful to bend over backwards to not seem like we're being political. But here's the truth. It wasn't about politics. It was about calling somebody. It was about a grown ass woman calling another grown-ass woman a monkey. Yeah. Yep. That's what it was about. Okay. So, and there's a lot more to that. But um, then Roseanne said, she. it was so weird. She had this huge opportunity within all of that disgusting stuff, right? She had this huge opportunity to say, I'm horrible. I made a mistake. I would like to do better. What should I do? That's what a normal person would do. Right. With a soul and a heart. And then what is she? She says, you know what? I'm going to talk. We'll do this interview. Actually, we're not going to talk because I don't want to talk to the media because they're not going to be fair. I want to control the story. Yeah. So then she's going to tell her own story, which, by the way, remember what her own story was? I thought the bitch was white. That's that's her quote. Right. So that was her controlling the narrative. Right. Right. Then she says, no, I'm actually going to do an interview. Okay, so you weren't going to do one, but now you're going to do one. But you want to make sure it's, you know, somebody who's objective. And and then she goes to a completely unobjective place that will divide people by politics, divide people in, you know, uh, certain camps. Yeah. 
what I don't I just don't understand her motivation. Like if it is to always do the most absurd thing, she's, she's winning. accomplishing that. Yeah. But like from a career slash human being standpoint, if we're to believe that any of this is genuine and real, what just why would you want to live in a horrible space? like that well and you know um valerie jarrett made this uh, this point uh and she did bring political thoughts into it and so i'm gonna steer clear of those but i think it's important it's an important point nonetheless which is there are other things that 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 require more of our attention uh as a community than roseanne barr having a meltdown on television yeah there are other things that should be occupying our brain space that would be productive. Um, I, t- typically, I steer clear of that argument because sometimes I find it to be a little bit thin. Well, and it just takes you off. Well, it's like, okay, sure, but... But that's what kind of what Roseanne is doing right now is lighting her hair on fire and we're all running toward it. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, other things are happening. <laughs> but I do like honestly in defense of not Roseanne or her argument or what she's doing or how she's choosing to do it. But in defense of not of in defense of actually paying attention to it. I think there's value in that because I think it's important to pull apart what she is actually doing and trying to say you don't have to like it. You don't have right. to endorse it. You don't have to continue to do it. But even if you think it's a horrible thing. Best to try and understand why it's happening. Like, is she, is this a career move where cynically behind the scenes she's being offered, you know, lots of money? Like, I'm still fascinated by the story. Yes. I am not saying that she, because people do that to us with like the Kardashians. All the time. They do that to us with all these things. It's like, no, I'm not, just because I talk about it doesn't mean I approve of it. Right. And I think it's important to consume it um, consciously and critically. And uh, so I, I guess what I'm saying is if you can do that, then do it. Moving on. Here's what we have for you behind door number three. Honestly, we just needed to get to this third thing, which is basically an answer to one of the things we had you hear yesterday during the three at 1203, the three things we think you need to hear to be in the know. We played for you a very awkward moment that happened on stage with Britney Spears when she tried to introduce Andy Cohen to the crowd, but clearly had no idea who Andy Cohen was. She said, I think you all know this guy. Let's give it up for him. Well, what we have today is Andy Cohen's reaction to what happened on stage with Britney Spears. Here is Andy Cohen on his SiriusXM uh, show. So she goes... Give That's it up honor. for him. You know, she That's says, I think you all know who this is. Give it up for him. So <clears throat> my take on this is, first of all, why would Brittany know my name? She's Brittany, bitch. Like, I have no expectation. It's why I have no expectation that Madonna should ever know who I am. Okay. I am not. I've, I've had this, enough of him. Oh, okay. I've had enough of all him. Right. Do you hear the fake humility in that? Oh, yeah. It's so irritating. He's just spinning a story because otherwise he looks like a, like, otherwise, like, he looks like less than what he, but he looks in his head like he's less than what he is. Thank you. Yeah. That's much more about a conversation in Andy Cohen's head than the rest of us. Right. Because they're, you know, we were all like, oh my God, she totally forgot his name. But that's about it. Right. Right. Like we weren't actually really that concerned. We didn't 
really have a conversation in our head about whether or not Britney Spears should know your name. Right. But but Andy Cohen he did, did, which I look, I would be OK. Let me think about this. If I were Andy Cohen, uh-huh. I had his job. Uh-huh. I would be like, I don't know. I would be humble about it. But I'm sure in the moment you're like, but I don't know who I am. I know. Right. Right. Like, wouldn't that be a normal reaction? Kind of. I mean, I don't. I don't that's what I'm saying. That's because the fake humility is a little well, bit here's much. What, here's what would determine that. Has she been on his show before? Have they done things together? Like it would, I would need to know like, how do they know each other? Right. Right. Like if it was just, you know, she should know who I am because the world goes around. No. Right. But, but if they've run in the similar circles or they've friends in common or, or somebody should have done her a solid and said, this is who's coming. I mean, it's because, you know, Anderson Cooper has done that before. Also besties with Andy Cohen, Anderson Cooper, you know, feel like if she knows Anderson Cooper, she'd probably know who Andy Cohen is. I don't know. One would think if know. you live in the world. Now we're having the conversation that he was probably having anyway. Moving on. When we come back, Elizabeth Reese is bringing the dirt from Hollywood with a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Stop talking about clothes, ladies. We can't. We can't. Elizabeth Reese here with the most stereotypical women in a break segment. All we talk about is clothes. All we talk talk about clothes and our shoes and and our hair. And how can we make ourselves more attractive to men? Yes. Hi, Elizabeth Reese. Hi. I do only want to wear clothes that are comfortable. In case you you look fabulous. Plus, high waisted jeans are the key to my success these days. Oh, yes. I'm telling you. Remember when like Britney Spears and everything was so low waisted? Yeah. I remember this in college, and it is like there were so many butt cracks hanging oh, out. Oh, I hated of it. It's just pants. Me bar you have long shirts on because I would wear low waist, low waist, low rise jeans. Yeah, and, low rise. You know, have a longer shirt, but when you bend over, even if it's just you feeling yes. the exposure, yes. And even if you look, you know, even if you don't have a muffin top, which I do. Folks, like that's my reality. And so even if you don't have a muffin top, it still doesn't look good. It doesn't make your legs look longer. Well, it hits you at the widest it's part of your body. Thing. Yeah, it's not. It's like the capri thing where you would wear capris that would cut at the widest part of your calf. Right. It's like horribly yeah. unflattering. I thought on we all agreed that we weren't doing that. We're done. I feel like boot jeans are, or boot cut jeans are coming back. I'm just saying. They are coming back a little bit. Don't I'm for the boot cut if you're wearing boots. What about the wider <laughs> leg, Holly? Holly is always on trend. She Well, she's back in the 70s with her like floods. I know. Oh, I love them. I love Holly's yeah. style. I do just too. in case you were wondering. Oh, thank you. Let's talk about um, Demi Lovato, shall we? So she is going to rehab following this drug overdose. Yes. Okay, so that is what hap- what's happening. She's heading straight to rehab after she is discharged from the hospital where she is being treated for. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This drug overdose. So sources talking to E! News saying she slipped up. She thought she could handle it. This is obviously a huge wake-up call. Listen, she is certainly not the first and certainly not the last person who has addiction issues to think that they can handle the substance again and try it again and find out that, no, lo and behold, they cannot. Um, Demi does not want to die. She's very grateful to be alive. And her family has been by her side supporting her and she's getting the help that she needs. So have you watched this? Now I'm obsessed with it. But there was a documentary on YouTube called Simply Complicated that she that she put out like last year. Oh, it's about an hour and 18 minutes long. Okay, And like, listen, my knowledge of who Demi Lovato is as a person um, is like snippets. Yeah. Right. So like, I know that she did American Idol and I know that she was in Camp Rock and I know like little things about her, but like understanding who she is as a person and kind of her entire career and what she struggled with. I didn't know that. Ooh you know, all put together in an hour and 18 minutes, you really do get to know who she is as a person. So yeah. simply complicated. You can watch it on YouTube. You can watch yeah. it on YouTube. Oh, that's it's good. really neat. And you really do. She really is a remarkable yeah. woman and has an awareness about sharing her life and how important it is to share the dark parts mm-hmm. because people need to connect to that. Yeah. It's she's, I, you know, I'm again, Hopeful for her that she finds a healthy place. Me too. And the value of something like that is that people can see what the disease is really like in a way that's not judgmental. Because so often I think with addiction, people place a judgment on it as if you somehow failed or made bad choices as if it were that easy. Mm -hmm. And so when people share their story, because if you know Demi Lovato, you maybe don't know her as just a person who had a problem, Mm -hmm. right? So getting to hear a person's problem makes you understand that it's not about they're just weak or they're just unable to make good choices. Well, it's also another example of just life isn't about, you know, it's not a story where you just tie a bow on it and get a happy ending. I mean, this is going to be a lifelong struggle for her as it is a lifelong struggle for a lot of people. So we're wishing for the best for Demi Lovato and I'll keep you posted on her. Michelle Williams uh, just got married in a secret ceremony and saying she never gave up on love. So she married Phil Elverum. And this is the Michelle Williams, of course, who was married to Heath Ledger. Yes. We're not talking about Michelle Williams of Destiny's Child. I did you for one have moment have to go, which one are we talking well, about? Well, and she was just in the news because she is seeking treatment for some mental health issues. Yes. And um, But this Michelle Williams got married. She's 37 years old. And um, they got married in the Adirondacks with only a small group of friends and their two daughters present. I know Matilda. It's I always loved that she and Heath had a little girl named Matilda. I just thought that was like the sweetest. It's really, really sweet. Yeah. He, um, her new husband lost his wife uh, to pancreatic cancer in July of 2016, leaving behind their 18 month old daughter, um, so now that little girl is probably four or five. And, um, you know, Michelle Williams can, of course, relate to that, too. Well, Michelle Williams told Vanity Fair, I never gave up on love. I always say to Matilda, your dad loved me before anybody thought I was talented or pretty or had nice clothes. Aww. Oh, gosh. I know I'm going to cry. 
It's just very sweet. I, you know, I don't. I guess I didn't even realize that she was dating, or you know, that's she's like very, she's very private. quiet about it. And I love that about her. Mm-hmm. I know, I do too. And I think especially when you have kids, you know, yeah, she has a daughter, and there's enough of attention on her because of who her father is and because of who her mother is. So right. anyway, she got married, so we're happy for her Yay. as well. Um, Sandra Bullock is happier than ever with her boyfriend and two kids as she turns 54. She's 54 years old today. Oh, she makes, I mean, if that's what 54 looks like, boom, I'll go. Yeah, she is dating, um, you know, Brian Randall, who's a Los Angeles-based photographer, and they've been together since 2015, and they keep their relationship pretty private, but they have been spotted out on several dates. And uh, she's got her two kids, um, Louie, who's eight, and Layla, who's five. Mm-hmm. Okay, again, I'm sorry. It's another we person just you talked root about. For. Yes, because we just talked about two people who we have interest in who have kept their relationships private, yeah. right? Which again ding, goes ding, to ding. show if you don't want the tabloids to talk about you, you don't. They you don't, don't have, have to. to. So Demi Lovato, <laughs> Michelle Williams, Sandra Bullock, we're all rooting for you for different yes. reasons. Yes. Oh, good. I liked that theme. Thanks, Thank Elizabeth. You. Thanks, Elizabeth. We need a caller to play our thirty-second pop culture challenge. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. We're going to give you thirty seconds to answer five pop culture questions. Get them all right, you'll win a prize. But only at twelve thirty on the Colleen and Bradley show. I have so many things I want to say right now, but what I really need to get off my chest chest? is that we're going to give you thirty seconds to answer five pop culture questions on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk one hundred seven one, streaming live at mytalk one hundred seven one dot com, and also on our brand new app. New and improved app. Download it. Register yourself. Open it. Listen to us every single day. You'll you can be, win stuff. Yeah, you'll be entering to win yourself a hundred seven dollars, which we're giving away during Happy July. Yeah, you can always win uh, during Happy July. But I want you to know, and I heard some things earlier today about maybe some other prizes you might be able to win in the future. And I'm just saying, if you haven't done it, get in the habit now so that you don't miss out on even bigger prizes. Yeah, you'll win just for listening. Now, with no further ado, it's time for our 30-second pop culture challenge. 30-second pop culture challenge. And who is playing on the show today? We've got Beth on the line. And what is Beth playing for? Beth is playing for a big fat My Talk 1071 yoga bag. All right, Beth, the timer's going to begin when I ask the first, after I ask the first question. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Here we go. Who wrote the book, Green Eggs and Ham? Dr. Seuss. Bob Barker was the host of which game show? Price is Right. What animal does Indiana Jones hate? Snakes. Whose first number one song is Like a Virgin? Uh, Madonna. Gotham City is the home of which superhero? Batman. Yeah! Beth Congratulations. That was quick, too. You are on fire. Oh, thank you. Beth, congratulations. congratulations. Beth. You are getting a MyTalk 1071 yoga bag. All right. Well, since she cleaned that up, now yeah. we can move on, solve some mysteries. We do that okay. in the form of blind items that Holly has brought for mm, us. Let's do it. In a segment we call Blinded by the Item. I'm gay. Blinded by the Item. I just, this sounded really gay. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Holly, hi. <laughs> Bradley. Hi, Colleen. Hi. Should we do some blind items? Let's do it. Do it. From crazydaysandnights.net. That is our favorite blind item website. Now, our first blind item has to do with a permanent A-list singer. Permanent A-list singer. Yes, a permanent A-list singer is the subject of our first blind item from okay. crazydaysandnights.net. Think this permanent A-list singer is in control of her life? 
Whether she is at home or on the road, if she orders food from anywhere other than her house, she has to get approval from someone higher on the ladder. They decide if it should be approved based on calorie count and what our singer has already eaten that day. Oh, is that Taylor Swift? Uh, Oh. Oh. Oh, is it Kelly Clarkson? Uh, Oh, because I was like, that could go in two directions. Um... Like somebody who they think shouldn't right, right, right. put on I know, weight versus I'm, somebody who they I'm think I'm sitting should. running through all of those people. Like Katy Perry? Uh, I don't oh, want to wow. say I don't want to say Adele, but Adele. Uh, okay. Well she yeah, she's on the road. But did you hear there's oh, yeah, new music right. anyway? Yes. So, okay. No. Um, that was good. Um what about Selena Gomez? No, she's not permanent uh, list. Cher? This permanent A list singer. Mm-hmm. Is this somebody who's currently touring? Oh, oh, okay. And it's not Taylor Swift. Who else is touring right now? That's permanent A-list. I will say that this person is not stopping in the Twin Cities with their tour. Shannon uh, Jackson? Uh, <laughs> what? Somebody else. Okay. <laughs> it's, somebody. A very, it's a very limited tour. Uh, 30 dates in total. Um. An exclusive limited tour is how Lady, this is being Did built. I say Lady Gaga already? Yeah, you did. Oh. <laughs> Barbara Streisand? I don't know. Bette Midler? <laughs> I, are we missing? Is this like yeah. right in front of our face? Yes. Oh, is it? Oh, Ariana Grande? No. No, right in front of your face. Oh, geez. Uh, Bradley Trainer? <laughs> no. Give uh, me another hint that's not too hinty. Uh, we've talked about this person in the past couple of days in the context okay. of somebody else. Okay. Okay. Permanent A-list singer. Yes. This is when I start turning to social media because now, I feel like our listeners are Yeah, like are somebody screaming. tell us something. You can use the word singer in loose terms. Oh, Brittany. Oh. You know, it's funny that you say that, and I'll let you get to it in just a oh. moment. But I, that was one of—I'm uh, not lying; I'm telling you the truth. It literally was one of the first names that came to my head. But I thought, well, she's such because it was that control thing. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, I was like, she's not touring. But is she? T- oh, she is touring. Obviously, Andy Cohen. Okay, read the thing. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Britney Spears. Uh, think. She's in control of her life. Well, whether Brittany is at home or on the road, if she orders food from anywhere other than her house, she has to get approval from someone higher on the ladder. They decide if it should be approved based on calorie count and what Britney Spears has already eaten that day. I need that. Per- I need that. Can, we, can I hire somebody to do that for me? Can we also just admit that her relationship is a sham and the only reason she's with that guy 24-7 is because he's a trainer? Yeah. And even though I follow him on Instagram, didn't he recently say like he like became a trainer because he wanted to get close to her? Did I make that up? You made that up. Mm-hmm. Okay. He recently shared his own version of the geek to chic makeover. Right, but I thought in the midst of that, there was something about like wanting to get in shape for Britney. Mm. I just I wouldn't be surprised if they were like you need somebody who can be with you at all times and by the way it would also help that you had a love interest now so let's get you connected to you know here two birds one stone and just you, put it all together yeah. it'll think, make sense I mean that's my conspiracy theory yeah I don't feel like those two are having deep uh, personal 
talks no, the only late thing into you the see is like her doing push-ups on him or him doing push-ups with right. her on his back or right. some dumb thing. Right, exactly. Well, moving on. Even though he failed miserably. No, you got it eventually. Congratulations. But we're moving on to our second blind item from crazydaysandnights.net. The subject is a permanent A-plus list singer-actress-slash-celebrity offspring. This person is the subject of our blind item. Got it. Here we go. This permanent A-plus list singer-actress-celebrity offspring was scheduled to be honored with a very big award, but her health is to the point where she really can't even travel the distance it would take to be so honored. Meanwhile, one of the honorees basically just bought his way in by trading some parts and future projects to the decision makers and their respective partners and significant others. So technically two people, if you want to think of one of the honorees and our permanent A-plus list singer Actress, celebrity uh, offspring. Can Are, we talk about like what the honor is? Is first? it the Kennedy Center? That's kind of yeah. That's I, I wanted to like narrow it down. Okay, so permanent A plus list singer slash actress slash celebrity offspring would be. Oh, uh, Holly! I love that Holly tries to give me the answer with her eyes. She's just looking at me, is the, thinking the answer. The, the quid pro quo, that's not, I hope that's not, um, who is that? I'm just looking at the names. Uh, that has nothing to do with Hamilton, right? Well. Uh, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, that's who you're talking about. That's oh. that one. Okay, but the permanent A-plus list singer, actress, celebrity, who's in poor health? Yes. And is this person in poor health... Um, because they are like, uh, okay, stop making the faces, Holly. It's distracting me. <laughs> because trying. of drugs and alcohol? Or? Well, you know, honestly, it's hard to say. It's hard Liza to say. Liza Minnelli? Oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> Let me fill, yeah, in, the fill in the blank on this blind item. Liza Minnelli was scheduled to be honored with a Kennedy Center honor this year, but her health is to the point where she really can't even travel <sighs> the distance it would take to be so honored. She in New York, the Kennedy Center honors in Washington, D.C. Meanwhile, one of the honorees, allegedly Lin-Manuel Miranda, basically bought his way in by trading some parts and future projects to the decision makers and the respective partners slash significant others, meaning that Hamilton is the recipient of a special Kennedy Center Honor Award this year. So what's interesting about that is I just found this article that says, what is going on with Liza Minnelli, longtime collaborator? And this is from June 25th. Longtime collaborator opens up about her health. And it's really this pushback against the notion that she is sick. But they're like, well, this show was canceled. What's supposed to happen? So it sounds like there's some attempt to make things seem like they're not as bad as they are. But if you know, she was going to do a show in Vegas in March. And like, if you can't do a show in Vegas, like things must be real bad because yeah. it's not like you're touring. So that lends credibility is what I'm saying to your blind item. Yikes. But yeah. also the Lin-Manuel Miranda thing. I, that was like a heartbreaker right although, there, right? Although I don't feel like it's that surprising because he's so hot right now and that is so hot and culturally everybody wants to reward that so that doesn't surprise me but it it, what does surprise me is that he would be receiving that achievement now to me what surprises me is the notion that he's feeling like he has to make deals in order to secure that rather you know what i mean because that blind item um indicates that like he sort of talked them into 
it by bribery, like saying, yeah. you know, prom- that that part is the part that surprises me. And to bri- he oh. is hot right now. Yeah, he's hot. But think about the Kennedy Center honors, right? Sure. That's usually like at the twilight. Right. True. Well, and also, interestingly enough, Hamilton, the musical came out in 2015. It is now 2018. And that it's being awarded three years after the fact. I feel like things Hamilton is still very hot. But at the same time, the phenomenon, I feel, has mellowed into this uh, constant excitement and buzz. Right. Although I will say because it's starting to tour, it's going to be accessible to people. We'll see it ramp up like, but not to its initial. And I'm not in any way questioning its greatness or its, you know, the impact that that show has had culturally. I just think it. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It, it, when I heard that, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, wow, it's, it's still really so fresh. moving people in a, an award arena that usually seems to be a little more like retrospective. Right. To somebody's career, whereas his career doesn't seem to be in a retrospective place. Or like no. in the middle of it. Yeah. Okay, let's do. Oh, shoot. We can't do one more. No. Dang it. All right. Well, Stop. When, when we come back, the New York Times did a piece on Gwyneth Paltrow. Oy. Bradley Trainer has learned Oy. a lot from it. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to find out why Gwyneth can't handle the truth about celebrities. True. On my talk 1071. Well, in this New York Times article, we learn a lot about Gwyneth Paltrow uh, and uh, including why we can't handle the truth about celebrities, according to Gwyneth Paltrow. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. It turns out Gwyneth Paltrow is a master manipulator, and we're all just pawns in her game, right, Bradley? Yeah, no, it's true. And I, I would encourage you if you have any uh, desire to, you know, if like us, you have thought many times, wow, Gwyneth Paltrow is crazy. And or maybe you actually love Gwyneth Paltrow and you want to understand like how she's gotten to where um, she has. I think it's a, a fascinating look. And we we talked a lot about it Um. Before the show, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to get all of my ducks in a row in terms of the bits and pieces that I um, pulled out. But specifically, the truth about celebrities, like she does not want, um, she thinks that you and I can't handle the truth, basically. Okay, what what does Gwyneth Paltrow know about my ability to handle the truth? And how does she illustrate this? Um, I'm going to tell you in okay. just a moment, but we're having technical difficulties. Okay. So, uh, first of all, just to reset the table, this is all according to uh, a piece in the New York Times about Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, it's a pretty lengthy, pe- lengthy piece, and to be Totally upfront. I did not read it on purpose. Yeah, because I knew you I spent did. A lot of time this morning you spent getting angry over coffee. Yeah. So, and I thought, you know what? This will be more fun for me. Okay. If I can be privy to your interpretation. So, okay, tell us so, why she thinks we can't handle the truth. So, basically, how this all went down: this woman um, met with her on a number of occasions, this reporter, and it's just a delicious insight. So, specifically in regard to being 
um, not confident in your ability to deal with the realities of celebrity. She says, um, she says this in an interview. My life is good because I'm not passive about it. I want to nourish what is real and I want to do it without wasting time. People think they want celebrities to speak honestly, but they're really not happy when they do. So what she's what she's saying and the whole thing about Gwyneth Paltrow that you learn in this article is that she really believes that she she just wants to be like she started this whole thing like she was going to be a recommender. Right. Like people were going to want what she had. Right. That she was aspirational. She's a life curator. She's just a curator of life. Right. But what she's curating is totally unachievable for 99% of the people and often is not actually what she is doing or the things that like or if it is a part of her actual life, like things that she owns, it's because she's aiming to be this thing. So So she's not giving us who she is or who she's giving us who she thinks we want her to be. Yeah. So. You think of somebody like uh, Jennifer Lawrence, for example, Uh like there is some kind of mad genius in this. Right. So like Jennifer Lawrence, she's always trying to convince you that what she's just like your best friend. She's She's like the girl next door. Relatable. She's super normal. And what Gwyneth Paltrow is saying is like, that's not true. That's a lie. And most people can see through that. So they don't want any part of that. But I'm just living this privileged life. That nobody can have because I'm privileged and you want to have some of that. You want to have the dust that comes off of that. Right. And so she has decided that because the truth is the reality is somewhere in between. Right. She has completely created this notion of herself that you believe, which is no different than Jennifer Lawrence. Right. But she does it with this sort of mental jujitsu. Like she's serving up what you want a celebrity's life to look like. Yeah. But but the thing that I agree with in there, which this is this is like the maddening thing about Gwyneth Paltrow is there's a little bit of like, oh, I get that. But then what you do with it is totally nefarious. So like, yes. I have said for years, have I not? Like, if I'm a celebrity, I'm going to be a celebrity. You, if when you are over level rich, I'm going to live that life. Yeah, right. Yeah, but um, I don't know that that life actually exists. But she has convinced people that that is the life that she lives. That you can't have it, and that you should still give her money to sort of sit with the notion of having it. See, that feels so Oprah to me. Maybe a little bit like it's more. I think it's more elitist than Oprah Oprah because interesting because I think Oprah has changed. But Oprah at the foundation of Oprah is like, I'm just like everybody else. Whereas I don't think Gwyneth would ever say, I'm just like everybody else. That's a good point. She's like, I'm not. And you want that. And I'm going to sell it to you. She is seriously manipulative. I think so. So tell us a little bit more about uh, the manipulation of uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and how she manipulates us. Okay, so in this piece in the New York Times about Gwyneth Paltrow, she's literally talking to business students at Harvard. And, you know, when she gets critics, she loves critics. Because every time somebody writes an article, every time a talk show from noon to three on My Talk 1071 talks about how she's... Does the goober scoopers. ...is like selling stickers that are supposed to realign your geomagnetic field, blah, 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 for $60 at a pop. That drives traffic to her 
brand to her website, for example. So the critics go there or it raises the attention of everyone. They then go check it out. And she and sitting in a room full of business students is like, I and I I guess I could just like read you the dumb quote um, that she says she's basically like, I can bring those people to me and then make money off of them. And all of the things that people get animated about, instead of just calling them like, you know, pseudoscience and, you know, like the Yoni egg, for example, um, she calls those things cultural firestorms. When people are like, you're that's lies and call her out on that stuff. And she's like, I have figured out how to monetize those cultural firestorms. Oh, man. She's Meaning, scary. for example, the vagina being one of them, right? Everybody talks about you don't put things in your hoo-ha and all of that gets people animated in such a way that she's then able to turn around and make money off of it. Oh my gosh. All right. well more on that a little bit later in the show in the next hour we'll talk about that as well. When we come back Bad Moms Club. Have you been a bad mom this week? 651-641-1071 Confess here.